welcome you to Women of Substance, and um, we have a very special guest today, a friend of mine, Reverend Taffy Dollar. I think we've been friends for almost 30 years. <laughs> we have. Yeah, I was thinking about it this morning. <laughs> That's a long time, isn't it? It is great. I'm so thankful. <laughs> Me too. And I want to properly introduce you. There is just... You've just uh, been such an inspiration over the years to me and so many other women really around the, around the world. Reverend Taffy Dollar is a world-renowned author and teacher and conference speaker. Together with her husband, Creflo Dollar, she pastors World Changers Church International, and that's been since 1986, and then also World Changers of New York. Um, she empowers women globally through uh, many uh, ministries, one, uh, which is the CEO of Arrow Global Entertainment, founder of Prestige Ministry, which is an outreach to women involved in adult entertainment and sex trade industries. And she also found, has founded a uh, organization called Radical Women's Ministry to promote unity and sisterhood and uh, all kinds of conferences and meetings that you hold and Bible studies. Um, she's also has her bachelor's degree in mental health and human services, a master's in family and marriage therapy. You're a wife, a mother, a grandmother, <laughs> and just an amazing woman. And I'm so glad that you're here today with me. <laughs> Thank you. just want to, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, maybe start with your childhood and tell us a little bit about uh, your relationship with the Lord as a, a girl and growing up and, and uh, did, you know, or were you church goer as a young child or? No, in fact, I um, didn't go to church much at all. We were um, considered like um, Baptist church attenders. So we would go just on the special Events, I think they called them like CME, Christmas, Mother's Day, Easter. We would go on the main special themed events and, uh, I ended up getting baptized. So, um, and as a child, I really was happy that my family didn't go to church much because I would go and would often be just bored, you know, and <laughs> thank God for the ladies who give you candy and get you through the services. And, um, yeah. but we, um, weren't a religious home at all. Um, the most I remember is just my parents playing gospel music on Sunday mornings. My dad would get up and cook breakfast on Sunday mornings and he would go to the golf course and play golf. But, um, I remember my mother was bent. She was in the choir, she and my brother. Um, and that's the most I remember. So I became a Christian when I, uh, turned 18 and um, I was in Carrollton, Georgia, and gave my life to the Lord from uh, going to this Bible study that I was super excited about. I'd heard about it and um, just had come to an end of myself in college, just at a point where, you know, I was tired of dancing and partying and I had done enough drugs and had done enough, you know, hanging out and relationships that were just going um, to dead end places, and I said, you know yeah. what? I'm just ready. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Turn off the phone. <laughs> I was thinking that was mine. I'm sure good. I'm like, oh my goodness! I thought I turned off everything, but uh, yeah, I um turned my life over to the Lord in college. So 
no religious or spiritual upbringing as a child at all in Atlanta. Wow. And now were you at Pastor Dollar's Bible study when you got I was at his Bible study. It was um, an invitation (laughs) that I had gotten. Uh, We had a co-ed dorm that I was staying in. So there was a girl who stayed above me and she um, went around passing out flyers and everything to attend the Bible study. And I thought he was a, an old guy. I was like, this must be an old dusty man who's out here desperate for college students to come to his Bible study. And um, she said, yeah, it's really good. And Creflo's teaching it and you should come. And I said, well, to myself, I guess I, I probably do need to kind of turn my life around and stop searching for something more than just what I'm doing. And yeah, lo and behold, I went and soon Scarlett, as I laid my eyes on him, I said, I want him to be my husband. I want to just like him. I didn't know him. I didn't have a inclination if he was in a relationship or anything, but it was just something about uh, his character and him wanting to stand for Christ on the college campus because we all know what goes on college campus. I mean, you do yeah. have the Christian organizations, but for the most part, no one's trying to find those. Right. Everybody's just kind of hanging out, sunbathing, yeah. and doing all kinds of stuff. And so to me, right. when I went to the Bible study, it really just showed um, his, sub- his substance as a Christian man. Yeah. And it made me want to become a Christian. And there were a lot of students in this Bible study, I couldn't believe it. Young people and who were serious about learning the Bible and you just kind of read through the Bible. So they gave us at the end of the Bible study, this piece of paper and what to pray. And I prayed the prayer and I knew immediately that my life was changed. When I got down on my knees in my dorm room and I said, Lord, come into my life. Praise God. Save me. And mm-hmm. I knew it. I said, wow, this is phenomenal. <laughs> and I got up off the ground, off my knees, and I know I was different. Praise God. What a testimony. Mm-hmm. I love that, you know, because we, we get sometimes sour apples, sour grapes, whatever, about college. And, you know, revival can happen right on the college campus. Yeah. So, revival to- can happen there. I mean, it was a revival literally just took off to the point where, we were meeting in a little conference room in one of the dorms, and then we went to um, the, I guess, I think we went to a bigger room, and then we ended up in the student center. So it was like oh, wow. hundreds of students mm. who were coming to this Bible study. It was packed out. We had to move to the biggest, like, religious facility on campus, um, and it made the student newspaper, the college paper, the publication and everything. It was amazing. Praise God. We're going to believe for more of that to happen on our college campuses. That's right. Wonderful. Well, and so you got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost then or did you get filled later? I got filled later. I um, went and prayed and asked for God to fill me and um, I just it just took some time. I remember I was it was still while I was in college, and um, so, yeah, it just came up out of me. I needed some assistance, though. I saw where some people immediately didn't need to kind of pray and open their mouths and start speaking and allowing the Holy Spirit to kind of work with them. Yeah. And so once I was in that position, someone to kind of pray with me, I received. 
But other people have, you know, received it immediately on their own. Yeah. And so I was a little concerned because I was thinking, man, why did that happen to me? But it just <laughs> took some time and a little yeah. Yeah, I had to have some help too. <laughs> yeah. It's good to have somebody that knows, you know, when they're filled and they know, mm-hmm. uh, kind of have to, and they encourage a little bit helps, I think sometimes. Big time. Well, good. Well, um, and then since, since when you married, uh, Pastor Creflo Dollar and then entered into really immediate ministry, right? <laughs> it was immediate ministry. We we did just dive right in, right out of college. Two weeks after I graduated, I uh, married him and um, the church. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, the church had just started that same year that we got mm. married. Wow. Probably like 10 months or so earlier. We married in December. The church started in February of the same year. And um, so, yeah, we were just fanatics <laughs> on fire for the Lord. Um, just anything and everything and excited and didn't know anything. We were just so thrilled to be able to, you know, walk with the Lord. And, and so it's just been amazing. Um, we still see some of those same folks who were with us when the church started, some have gone on to be with the Lord. Mm. Wow. Well, um, you, since, you know, y'all got married, you have five children, raised five, and then built your churches, traveled full time, <laughs> and then, you know, the ministries you've developed. And so my question was, how in the world did you do all that? <laughs> You know, I look back and um, I think just taking one step at a time, you know, everything is a season and yeah. a different phase um, when you decide that you're going to have children and you make up in your mind, okay, I'm going to be there. And when they get home from school, so I kind of work part time and mm-hmm. as a result, I'd come home at three and help them with their snacks and homework and get them in bed and all that kind of stuff. And, and at the same time, you know, the church was kind of growing. So I, I just think it was a matter of just prioritizing every day on what you were, what I was trying to accomplish and what I, you know, would instill in the children and everything. So it was definitely a super busy time, but um yeah, you just figure out what works for you and get help. I'm thankful for, the fact that Creflo was able to help me and when he wasn't able to help, he'd help people. He'd bring people in the home to clean the house and, um, you know, take them to different places. If I wasn't able to take them to soccer practice or whatever. And so it's definitely been a team effort with his support all these years and making it um, possible for us to, um, keep the children as a priority in the marriage, um, the ministry and, and all that good stuff. Yeah. It's a lot of juggling, isn't it? It is a lot of juggling. (laughs) You really have to determine who's good at what and who can do what he's, he likes to cook breakfast. So that works where he's always, you know, 
like eggs. And so he's always in there wanting to cook certain things. And I just meet him with whatever he's passionate about. He's like when the children play basketball. So he'd go out there and shoot hoops with them. I, I was terrible at basketball. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, honey, go and you know, practice with them and spend time with them. And, um, and you know, I find myself being able to, to do other things. So uh, I've always had a passion, as you know, about women's ministry. And we've had so many great women's events. And it would yeah. give me the opportunity to just kind of focus on what I'm passionate about, which is, you know, ministering to women and, yeah. and vice versa. So, yeah, we some kind of way we're just able to navigate through it all. And now we're empty nesters. <laughs> Nobody but us. Get to rest a little bit, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Started off, it was just us. Then we, you know, all these people came into the house and took over. <laughs> and now they're gone. And here we are again. Yes. Well, you know, I think that we can, uh, you know, in, inspire women to uh, go ahead and have children and, and do ministry, too. Sometimes I think, uh, and I've even heard women say, well, I can't have children because I'm a minister or I'm a pastor's wife and there's too, just too much. But really, it fits in. It, it is prioritizing, like you said. Yeah. But it, it does all fit, doesn't it? It does. I think you can have both. And we as women should think like men do. They don't think, well, I can't have children because I'm a man. (laughs) I need to go home or do something else. No, they don't think like that. But Mm -hmm. we have to renew our minds and and realize, okay, God will grace me or I'll figure out. We'll have lots and lots of conversations of what this means. Yeah. On how we're going to. Um, make sure every need is met in this child's life and it'll be a team effort. We're right. partners and together, you know, raising the children and getting them through all the, the, the things that they, they need in order to be successful and equip them for their future, you know? So yeah, right. a lot of conversation, like you said, a lot of juggling and, yeah. um, Creflo was always good with, with the other subjects. I could teach certain things. He could do certain homework subjects. So, you know, you just figure it out. You divvy yeah. it out. Yeah, make it work. <laughs> we all did a wonderful job. I absolutely adore all your children. They're, just, they're wonderful. They're so personable. and Oh, they love Auntie Scarlet, too. <laughs> oh, my. So um, if you were going to speak to younger women... Um, what would, would, would there be any lessons that you've learned? Maybe sometimes we learn the hard way. <laughs> would you, would you, uh, have anything that you would tell maybe the younger women that maybe you would do differently? Let's see. For the younger women, I would say, um, in looking back, it's kind of hard to say because you can decide either to maybe start your family earlier. Mm-hmm. We started kind of early. I was 22. Um, or you can wait later and just kind of accomplish more things professionally. So I think that's something that you should think about Yeah. Uh, to decide when you want to, number one, get married if you decide you want to. Right. I think as a church, we made marriage in all, be all, do it all. It's for everybody. And I think sometimes 
we should not put so much emphasis on unmarried people hurrying up to get married and start their families and so forth and so on. And just right. like, okay, am I going to get married? And um, is this person going to add value to my life? Or would this be something that's going to subtract from my life, this relationship? Um, because marriage is a, like I said, it's a partnership, it's a team effort. And so both parties should really be strong and be in a place of wholeness and healing and where you can help heal each other from maybe past wounds or things that you experience. So I think you have to really be married, ready for marriage and in that place of, of, um, preparation and equipping yourself so you can, even as you start, um, having children that you don't parent from a place of fear and projecting your fears over onto your children. And, and um, so I, I realized that some of my own fears just um, growing up that I had to learn from my youngest. She, you know, would often remind me of the fact, well, you know, it just trust me, allow me to prove and demonstrate that I can be trusted and don't allow um, any other things to kind of get in the way of, of them discovering their independence or flourishing, you know. That's good. So, um, I think you you just have to um, recognize that there are seasons, and seasons change, and things happen so quickly. Oh, they do, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, just a blink of an eye, and <laughs> like right. you said, we're empty nesters. <laughs> Absolutely. Seems like just yesterday we had all our girls together going to Six Flags. Exactly. <laughs> going to Six Flags and um, those younger ages. And I think every season is so beautiful when they're so young and dependent and you have to do everything for them. And then when they mm-hmm. get a little older and they want to do things for themselves and they become young adults and it's like, wow. But it's been a joy. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, just, it's, it is a big sacrifice though. It is, it is a lot. Well, I've always admired you and Kreplo for taking time with your children and doing things with them. I remember you calling me in Panama City. I'm down here on spring break with, you know, one, one of the girls. <laughs> and I thought, that's so awesome. You know, um, you know, I just, I, I think y'all really, uh, found the balance between ministry and family and uh, enjoying your family all these, you know, these years. I think you have to kind of expose your children to things too. Cause I remember when we came to Panama city one time, that was right after Jordan had read her, written her first song. And uh, I think through just, you know, riding around town, reading, watching videos, just having conversations that you can kind of discover their mm-hmm. gifts and as a parent, you can kind of help bring that out and help it flourish, you know. Right. And so I think that's part of it, too. And it just um, really helps them to kind of narrow their path and know what they want to do because they have so many things and ideas coming at them. And so I think as a parent, that that's one of the beautiful things that I've enjoyed seeing from when they served in children's ministry and uh-huh. in the choir or on the audio board and now they're um, working on cameras and know how to edit and produce and want to run their own companies and shoot videos and films and and just saying, wow, 
God will use the smallest little thing and cause it to flourish. Yeah. As a parent, you can just sit back and be a bystander. Wow, that's the gift of God on their life. Yeah. See it grow and mature. So that's, that excites me. Well, yeah. That's such a joy to see that. Now, who would you say have, have been mentors for you during these years of, of marriage, motherhood, and, and ministry? Um, definitely my mom. God yeah. rest her soul. She'll be having a birthday tomorrow. And oh, so it's kind of, um, where I realize her independence, just as a wife, I saw her, um, cook and, take care of us and run the house um, as a young girl. And that was very attractive to me because I see now all that it entailed. Um, and so uh, she definitely has been a tremendous role model, even to this day while she's in heaven. Um, my mother-in-law, Creflo's mother, she raised five children and, mm. Um, super supportive and has always been very encouraging to me. Dr. Betty, of course, you know, Dr. Betty has uh, been a spiritual role model all these years where I would look at her and um, Apostle Price and yeah, how they grew um, their ministry and seemed to be a partner, a team. Um, and so she would always encourage me, Taffy, don't worry about, because I thought I had to go and get a hat and learn piano lessons and <laughs> um, just, you know, get behind and, and preach like men. And she said, no, 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 don't. No. You don't have to do any of that. You just do what you believe God is telling you to do. And if he's not leading you to take piano lessons, don't take the piano lessons, Taffy. <laughs> And I didn't. I didn't take the piano lessons. I didn't wear the hat. I didn't want to sit on the front row every Sunday. I just wanted to be free and maybe volunteer in the children's ministry or just kind of move around a little bit. And um, so she helped me to kind of recognize that. Just be free. Be your authentic self. Be true yeah. who you are. Um, and then through that, you realize, wow, this is this is pretty cool, and you don't have to put all these rules on yourself yeah. to keep a lot of rule keeping and laws yeah. that have been placed upon women by religion. That women can't be in the pulpit, and women cannot lead, uh, women cannot pastor, women cannot um, speak. They have to be silent. They have to be abused or whatever. It's like no. Yeah. All those things and to find your voice, use your voice, recognize that you're a strength, you're a help, you're mm -hmm. a rescuer. As the Bible says, he says that it's not good for man to be alone. I'll make him a conego. And it's talking about how she would be equal to and corresponding to the man. Yeah. And uh, so just realizing that um, in those relationships, the beauty of diversity where Dr. Betty was staying side by side. She didn't stand behind Apostle Price. Mm -hmm. She didn't follow behind him. And um, she would, you know, speak when she wanted to speak. And 
she uh, was a blessing. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm so thankful. I could go on and on and on. Marilyn Hickey, Joyce Meyer. These are women that I've just gleaned from afar. Yeah. Um, And when I'm privileged to be in their presence, it's just amazing to hear their stories of how they just stepped up to the call and didn't allow their gender to limit them or to define their calling or religion or, or the men or just, yeah, how supportive their spouses were and that encouraged them to be who and, and accomplish all that they've been able to accomplish. Right. Praise God. Mm -hmm. I like that about not being, you know, put into a mold or stereotyped, um, because it has happened, hasn't it? And so wonderful that Dr. Betty told you just to be yourself, be free, yeah. to be who you are, and not try to be like every other pastor's wife or every other minister, you know, because with a lot of pressure to try to be somebody else that you're not. Yes. So. And I would sometimes get a little frustrated. I remember one time I had a conversation with, with Marilyn Hickey about people getting saved, and she kind of sat down and she had me to stand up and she said, well, um, she, what actually she taught me what to do as it relates to leading people to the Lord. It was stand up, um, hold your, no, hold your hand up, stand up and then come up. And we actually did a whole role playing type thing. And so little things like that make so much difference. Yeah. You could have someone when it comes to ministry things, because I would sit and watch all these people get saved when Creflo would give them altar call or Ray McCauley and these other great men of God. And I get discouraged. I'm like, man, what's going on here? Am I called or what? (laughs) And um, it made a big difference. Praise God. (laughs) Um, That's wonderful. I think that, um, you know, just like you, like you talked about, just watching other women who you, who you admire, just watching them in action, watching them do what they do. You know, it's it's good to just be open and learn. And then, of course, if you have the privilege of being around them, to ask questions. Oh yeah, and Scarlett, you too. Even I remember when we started doing women's meetings, and um, you're confidence in the word and and in God using you and just early times where we were just in a place of um, just wanting to allow the spirit of God just to flow through us and um, Mm -hmm. I remember Lindsay Roberts going to some of her meetings in Tulsa and um, sitting way in the back row or watching on television and thinking man I'd love to go to a ladies meeting one day and see what that's like to just be in the audience and hear women teach the word of God and thinking that would be so amazing. And yet God had it in, in our plan the whole time. Yeah. Um, well, I know we've been talking for a while, but I was just going to ask you one, just a fun question. Like, what do you do for fun? Do y'all have, I know you do because I know you personally, but <laughs> I think sometimes ministers have a hard time taking a break and getting away from it all and just enjoying a little bit of life. 
And I think, you know, I've watched you and Pastor Dollar through the years uh, on purpose. And you kind of have to schedule it, don't you? <laughs> because ministry can absolutely take over your life. But y'all have times of just fun, right? Yeah, we do. <laughs> um, this COVID situation has been putting a damper pretty much yeah. on everything. Yeah. Um, we have been staying close to home. Um, but it was, I think what has happened and what is happening for us and what's been really good is taking advantage of the holidays like this past Valentine's. Um, I wanted to just kind of do something different. And um, so I decorated the kitchen table and pulled out all the tablecloths, the red, and went and got balloons and got um, different ways that, you know, to just kind of make things look festive. And so when we came home from church, we had uh, dinner together and I set up everything and uh, went and got him a gift uh, that Saturday night because he had already given me my gift. And and uh, so he's like, no, don't worry about it. And I just went and got him a gift anyway. It was just like this um, jogging suit. And I got this um, card box from the dollar store and you put things inside of it. So I had this game where you just communicate. You know, you have those cards and you just have conversations about your pet peeves or what you like or what you don't like and what you like to do and what you want to travel to. It's just more conversations, you know, um, and he enjoyed it. He's like, I really appreciate that. And, um, so in this pandemic, you just have to find fun ways to, to put a different spin maybe on, on the same thing where it doesn't seem just stale and, and outdated. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what we did for Valentine's day. Just that's great. Keep it fun. Yeah, it was fun. Well, good. Yeah. Sometimes the simple things staying home, (laughs) you know, it's nice. Go turn it off off the cell phone. (laughs) Yeah. We're like, Spending so much time with the dog and doing stuff with him, going on walks and uh, things like that. So that's been fun, too, getting closer with the dog. (laughs) Well, dogs are therapy, I think. (laughs) Ours is for us. (laughs) I was thinking the other day uh, just about our relationship and just the things, you know, I, I have to say this about you, Taffy, you know, um, I've been through some really hard times. I know everybody has, you know, brother Hagen used to say the crisis of life comes to everybody. Um, so there's just things that happen, but you, uh, and, and pastor dollar as well were, you know, you were always running toward me when things were going on hard things. Um, and so many people run away from people when they're going through a tough time. It's like they have leprosy or something. And I've watched you, not just with me, but I have experienced it with y'all several times uh, where you were just there for me and you were calling and you were coming down, you know, to Panama City and just taking time. And um, and and then I've watched y'all do that with many, many others. Um and I just so appreciate it's just so godlike to run into uh, someone's life when they're, uh, you know, when they're devastated or, or you know, it's a traumatic event and et cetera. Um, 
that's just a, a beautiful attribute of the, you know, the both of y'all. And I, I just appreciate it. I appreciate your lives and, um, oh. and your ministry and your friendship. You too. Yes. I, uh, I was thinking about when we were talking about what way back when we first met, we were talking about our brothers. Do you remember? <laughs> we found out that our brothers went to school together and played football together. Yes. Isn't that funny? Uh-huh. Yeah. Way back. And, um, and then I was thinking about one other, I mean, we had lots of memories, but one memory, I think it's so funny because it kind of shocked me. Um, when y'all came down to Panama City and we went to gun fund to shoot some guns, just target practice. <laughs> so I said, uh, Taffy, what, what gun would you like? And they had some real cute, small little guns, you know, for women. <laughs> and I said, I thought for sure you'd pick out one of those, you know. And you looked over and there was a machine gun on Uzi. <laughs> you said, I want to shoot that. <laughs> and I thought, oh my gosh, I like this one. <laughs> this is amazing. So we, you and I ended up shooting the machine gun first time for me. I don't know if it was for you, but it, it was interesting. <laughs> it was. That thing. He told us it's gonna crawl now. So once we started shooting, it just went higher and higher and higher. I was like, "Wait, wait, wait! We gotta keep this thing down. We can't start shooting the ceiling." But, uh, we have had so many fun memories, and yeah. it's just—I mean, we can't even count them on hand. Just the fun and when we get together, just being able to laugh and have a good time, and. um yeah, it's been a blessing to my life for sure. <laughs> Never fails. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you so much and I thank you for doing this and, um, we just will get together soon. <laughs> yes. Once this is all over with and yes. we are out of Corona and this <laughs> pandemic is behind us and we can hug and, and just hang out and not have to wear masks and all that. That's right. Mm-hmm. Praise well, God. I love you. Thanks for having me. I love you too. Thank you so much. God bless. Well, thank you for tuning in today to uh, this podcast. We have another one coming up. In fact, it's every other week, the first and third Friday. Hopefully this has spoken to you. If you would like to, we have a magazine. It's called Grace and Faith Journal. And it comes out once a quarter and we'd love to send that to you. It has interesting articles and then it tells what we're doing at Horton Ministries International to help people and to minister people around the world. If you want to email us at office at scarlethorton.com, then you can uh, give us your address. We can send you our Grace and Faith magazine. And if you're in Tampa, Florida, come see us at Grace Harvest Church. We pastor a local church here. Uh, but we mainly want to pray for you uh, and encourage you. So, uh, again, if you need prayer, email us for prayer. We'd love to do that. And uh, tune in next time. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.